Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
talking about universal health care. That's, uh, that's America. Uh, but he, he's thinking exactly like I'm thinking. And so, you know, of course, anytime a columnist agrees totally with me, I think they're brilliant. And I think I need to share some of this with you. He goes on to say, look, just because it's quieter now, just because, you know, the vaccine rollout has started, just because we all of a sudden have a functional government, at least an executive branch. Yeah. He said, don't think we're in anything approaching normal. And then he says this, we are not okay. America's democracy is still in real danger. In fact, we are closer to a political civil war more than at any other time in our modern history. So today's seeming political calm is actually resting on a false bottom that we're at risk of crashing through at any moment. That is correct. That is exactly how I feel, which is why I repeat ad nauseum, I'm frightened. Because no one likes being on a false bottom, knowing that you could, the whole thing could collapse at any minute. And what we're talking about, the danger is, let's be very clear. The Republican Party, as currently constituted, embracing the big lie, not moving on. They have thrown their lot in with the insurrectionists, the entire party, absent a few like Liz Cheney, who will be tarred, feathered, and, you know, run out on a rail momentarily. And Friedman says, we're going to be left, we already are, with a Republican Party where you cannot tell the truth. A Republican Party where being willing to say the election was a fraud, the election was stolen, is literally a litmus test, a a job requirement, if you want to be a member of the party. And we know that's a lie. This election was an amazing election. It was held during a pandemic, and yet more Americans voted than ever before, Republicans and Democrats. And it was vetted, and it was revetted, and it was audited and re-audited, and the numbers keep coming up the same. Joe Biden won, but a majority of Republicans, elected officials, local, state, national, and voters, believe the lie, and now. They have to bellow that they believe the lie or they are threatened, as Liz Cheney is, with exile. 
So Friedman says, just think about it for a second. To be a leader in today's GOP, you either have to play dumb or be dumb. What kind of deformed party? What kind of a party so willing to be marinated in a bald-faced lie? What does that mean for the future of our democracy? There's only two parties, and one of them has gone insane. Knowingly, willingly, chosen. And the proliferation of these voter suppression laws in every Republican-dominated state, which is most of the states, is growing and growing and growing. Because that's the only way they know they can win. Tom Friedman again. Imagine if all or many of these voter suppression measures are passed. And in 2022 and 24, Republicans managed to retake the House, the Senate, and the White House with only 42%, let's say, of the popular vote. Imagine that. It's possible. A large majority of Americans could vote against them and they could control the entire apparatus of governance. They could. And Friedman says, do you know what will happen? Let me tell you what will happen. Disenfranchised Democratic voters will not sit idly by. They may refuse to pay their taxes. Many will take to the streets. Some might become violent and our whole political system could become paralyzed and start to unravel. Yet this is precisely the path that the GOP under Trump's thumb is setting us on. And he ends this this way. Things are not okay. Unless more principled Republicans, excuse me while I laugh here. (laughs) Yeah, right. Unless more principled Republicans stand up for the truth about our last election, we are going to see exactly how a democracy dies. saying I'm afraid. Because we could be seeing, we could be heading into something we cannot imagine. I was watching uh, that uh, PBS show about, you know, people's uh, genealogy uh, with, uh, what is it, Lewis Henry Gates? Is that right? Anytime somebody's got three names, I get all mixed up. Henry Louis Gates, Louis Henry Gates, Gates Louis Henry. You know, you know what I mean? The one, uh, I can't even remember the name of it. Finding Your Roots. 
And last night, I, I, I'm sorry, I just thought of this because I was thinking of what happens when countries uh, die, when democracies die. Uh, and his two guests, and I don't, I never even knew of this one. He's a, a black comedian whose name now I can't think of, Wood. His last name was Wood. And the other was uh, Louis Black, another comedian, two comedians. And in and they knew nothing about Louis Black because he's a Jew, like didn't even, wasn't even clear about where his grandparents, you know, the story of them. And, uh, and the black comedian would, I think, <laughs> was unclear, obviously, couldn't trace back too far, although he could. It turned out they had this amazing document um, about his great-great-great-grandfather. Anyway, in listening to the stories of their ancestors, the horrors their ancestors dealt with, the unbelievable pogroms, these murderous massacres that happened in Eastern Europe that killed so many of my ancestors, one after Jews, that sent so many Jews running here to the United States. That's why I'm here. And you look, these are people, and all of a sudden they're enduring they're living their lives, and all of a sudden, killers come. They're huddling in basements, and their neighbors come with guns and mow them down. Women, men, children. Were those people we're talking a uh, hundred years ago? A little more, not much. Were those people any different from us? What black Americans' ancestors had to endure. What so many Jewish American ancestors endured or didn't. Because so many were slaughtered. What makes us think? That's what I was thinking as I watched this. What makes us smug, privileged Americans think that such horrors can't visit us. Hmm? Really? I think you can file that under whistling past the graveyard. Hate to be so negative, but that's how I'm feeling. And I'm feeling that way because I pay attention. And if you're paying attention, I don't know how you don't. And Ed has sent me this. No, I did not uh, hear this on uh, NPR this morning, but it is apparently a, um, it was a segment uh, titled that a poll shows that much of the world sees the United States now as a threat to democracy.
I want to thank the Republican Party because that's the only reason we went from being the standard bearer of democracy to now the world looks at us as the greatest threat to democracy. Thank you, all of you who fell for Trump, who allowed him and his cohort to infect your brain, steal you, steal from you your ability to think critically. Brainwash you into believing the most absurd of lies. And people not here looking at us from afar with a far better perspective because they see the whole and are in the middle of it. They look at us now and they feel fear. Fear. And they see a threat. God help us. Yeah. So, just saying, pay attention. We got an election coming up here. All elections matter. Do some homework. When you're voting for judges, make sure you're voting for people who are have shown through their work that they want to reform the criminal justice system. You're going to be voting for a ton of judges. Know which ones have been doing the work while they've been. Lawyers, know who they are. I'm sure you're getting a lot of mailers and all of that. This election, too, you will have an opportunity to firmly vote to stop no-knock warrants in Pittsburgh to almost stop the use of solitary confinement. And you have a chance to get rid of some bad judges and put some good people who will pull us forward in. I haven't talked much about the mayoral contest because I have to tell you, I don't know. I am I am undecided. I'm rarely undecided. I'm undecided. I I, I am still. I think Bill Pedudo has, in general, been a, a very good mayor. But I also think he, like every other mayor before him, does the bidding of the rich and the powerful, and I, I, he just does. They all do. I thought he'd be he'd push back a little more. I expected him to push back against UPMC. I expected him to push back and do more with uh, so much of, you know, the kowtowing to developers and the uh, gentrifiers. I, 
I don't know. And then the way he really sided with the cops who overreacted and let often extremely peaceful demonstrations get out of control. That happened because of the police all too often. And he stood with them and their lies. And we now know cops lie. You've seen the original report of what supposedly they said happened to George Floyd. There's no resemblance to reality. And police reports of what happened in some of the Black Lives Matter protests, the, the tiny, tiny, tiny percentage that resulted in something that you could call not a riot, but a, what would you call it? Uh, things getting out of control a little bit. The cops, like cops all over this country, don't have a clue how to do this without exacerbating it. So there's part of me that wants to send a message to Peduto. Not that it matters, because I suspect he'll win. But to let him know that a former Hardy supporter has, you know, I don't know, gotten very disillusioned. I know he's a good man. I, I I know, but he's a he's a guy, and he's not a a lefty really. He's progressive on things that you know, climate change stuff like that. But when it comes to where people live, I mean, I don't know if you're a black person in this town. Even though it was a black woman who dropped off his flyer yesterday at my house and talked to me. I don't know. I don't know much about Ed Ganey, but, you know, I suspect I'm going to vote for him. Again, not that it'll matter, is my guess, but I don't know. I got my ballot right here. I'm doing a mail-in. And that mail-in allows you to really sit and think and do some work, right? No, I said right. I heard it. Okay. All right. I'm going to uh, jump off uh, some of this. Uh, I'm wondering, is there anything I have here that is slightly even? Uh, okay. Yeah, I do. I have something that is slightly not horrific. In fact, it shows, I've read a few stories like this recently. Of, of people selflessly helping a stranger. And again, I want to, it's like when I watched the movie Nomadland, I had that, that same feeling of, oh my gosh, we forget that Americans are at heart a friendly, welcoming people. If they're not being manipulated, 
that most of us are good people. It's just that the news, social media certainly, only seem to amplify the voices of those who aren't, the actions of those who aren't. I mean, that's that classic, that's what news is. It's not dog bites man, it's man bites dog. It is the thing that is unexpected, unusual. Although in the scheme of things, more dogs are harmed by men than men by dogs. Anyway, I just read this piece in the, I guess it was even a local piece in the Washington Post about there was a terrible uh, car crash on um, a bridge uh, that went over some body of water. This was in Ocean City, okay? And the Asa woman... As a woman, Bay, and a collision that I mean, there's a picture here of some of the cars. Good God, it looks bad. But one guy who was in on the bridge in a car, who saw the collision and was able to avoid the collision, also saw a child in a car seat go flying out of a car over the railing and into the water. Can you imagine? And he he obviously, he didn't think he got out of his car. He ran and he jumped over the side. It was, I think, a 25-foot drop. And also, the bay at that point is all of five feet deep. Well, that's an invitation to break your legs, for sure. But this guy did it. He got the kid. And then he waited for help. And it took a while, but finally some family that was on a pontoon boat sees him and fishes the child out and fishes him out. Now, I read this and I thought, you know, <laughs> you always wonder, would I have done that? And here's something else that's wonderful about this story. The reporter who reported it was left not to write the story as a reporter would want to, because what would you do with that story? You'd immediately want to interview the hero, the man who saved the child, risking, clearly risking his own life. 
But nowhere in the story do we hear a peep from the hero, nor do we hear his name, learn his name. We don't know anything about him. And that's unusual. Sort of like the other day when we heard that some woman disarmed a guy with a knife who had ridden his car, his pickup truck, over some picnickers, right? So, there it is again. Anyway, this hero is doubly heroic, in my view, because you can bet media want to talk to him. And he has said no. He doesn't want to be the hero on TV. He doesn't want his 15 minutes of fame. He doesn't want to breathlessly explain why he did what he did or blah, 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 blah. He doesn't want to be called a hero. He is that most rare of people in this world, in this country, where celebrity is everything. With getting on TV is everything. With, my gosh, being called a hero is everything. And this guy turned his back. Aha, I hear the cynics out there saying he probably had a warrant out for his arrest or something. No, I suspect not. Who knows? Who knows? We're left to wonder. And what's funny is that the reporter writing the story was left only with the family on the pontoon boat who who fished him, who completed the rescue, fished him and the baby out of the water. So those people are the hook of the, sto of the story. The story starts with him, Joe Ortelli, 51, on his pontoon boat with his family on Sunday. And it ends thusly. Uh, Ortel said some of his friends and family members and colleagues have said his family are heroes. <laughs> you gotta have a hero. And if the hero won't talk to you, you make the guy who saved the hero a hero. And this guy, who's now being called the hero, because the real hero won't talk, says, nah. And then he says, what, anybody? He said, we were just people who happened to be there at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Would anybody not have pulled out of the, out of the water uh, a fully dressed man holding a child in a car seat? That's not a hero. That's exactly what this guy said he was. He was a guy who just happened to be there. And who the hell wouldn't? And another story I saw, and I don't know where it was, was about a, a woman who saw a child, I think. It was a little girl who was being pulled out and at a beach, was, you know, out and floundering. And this woman raced in to get to the child, to save the child. And she herself got stuck 
don't know if it was a riptide or what. But so she's there with the child, and now they're both in need of rescuing. And it's clearly a dangerous situation. And this wonderful story of Americans helping each other and working together ends with other people on the beach seeing this and someone somehow being smart enough, clear enough to say, hey, everybody, we're holding hands. We're going to make a human. We're holding each other. We're going to make a human rope. You know, I'll go, I'll be first. You hold me, you hold me, you hold me till we got all the, and we're getting to her. And that's what they did. I think it said as many as 15 people. And they were able to pull in the heroic woman and the child. I need more stories like that. I need to be reminded of why I do feel pride in my country. I do feel love. It's it's not blanket because I don't think that's that's a love that makes any sense. I mean, if you love somebody or something and they are in need of correction, you don't just say, oh, no, they're perfect. They're perfect. And if you say they're not perfect, then you don't love them. And that's how I see the Republicans. Totally incapable of any kind of self-examination, of tough truths, of a willingness to digest them, I don't know. So I'm back to where I started. What are we going to do with these Republicans? What are we going to do? Do I have a caller? If I do, come on uh, come on in. Uh, hello, sick of me yet? So uh... I'm getting there, you. <laughs> you, didn't call, you didn't call for like two years. That wasn't two years. It was about the beginning of uh, the pandemic. The pandemic. Yeah. No, I'm not sticking to clearance. Okay. Oh, no. so I was helping a friend with her business during that time. That's why I couldn't call, you know, because I wasn't available. But anyway, um, the story about the man jumping in the water to save the baby yeah. made me think of, and it's going to sound like a strange thing, Darnella Frazier. You remember her? The one who took the video of George Floyd? Yes. Yes. You remember how it ate at her that she couldn't, she had to like stop her instincts. Her instincts were to help him to get that guy off his neck, but she couldn't do it. And it haunted her. <laughs> you know, her, her, her yes. instinct, and I think that that's it. It's an instinct. That her guy instinct think about, was to save him. Yeah. yeah to save that, George Floyd. But her head also told her, her head, that her, she yeah. couldn't. She, she could couldn't and and she just become another victim. But yeah. that when she testified at the trial, you saw that she lives with this sense of guilt that she cannot rid herself of. Yeah, and that with a man jumping twenty five feet into twenty five feet of water. Five feet of water. If if he wouldn't have done that, if he would, if his if his uh, 
prefrontal cortex would have took over his instinct, he would have let that baby drown. He would have been feeling guilty for the rest of his life that he could have done something, but he didn't. But he didn't let that, you know, his instincts took over. You know, that's why he doesn't think he's a hero. And, you know, it's just what there's a baby in the water. What do you do? How is that? That's, that should be, that's, it's actually, in my opinion, human. And I'm putting that in caps and bold letters and in quotes and underlined nature. <laughs> you know, you know, it's help. human <laughs> as we want. Yeah, it's human as we want to believe mm-hmm. of ourselves. Because I often use human nature as meaning negative. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. it seems so much <laughs> human nature is a yeah. negative. You know, because it doesn't involve the thought. It involves this primitive, you know, attack mm-hmm. or run or or whatever. But um, you know. Elephants save their own. I mean, you know, nature, which we think of as cruel, also clearly the animals want to want to help. Have done ridiculous stuff like drag people out of fire, stop people from drowning, leaving drowned people. And I think there was a story of an elephant recently that was, I can't remember the exact story, but it did something like it's amazing to save a human. You know, I can't remember the exact story. But the, uh, Back to human nature, I was thinking about uh, the Black Lives Matter protest when that one cop got separated from the crew and a group of men surrounded him to protect him. You know, they were part yeah, of the protest. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you and go. Did that get a lot of play? Did that get any play? No. It, it didn't get as much play as, as people break the windows, except on my Facebook page. And then yeah, there, was the one, there was the one guy in... It was a Great Britain during the Black Lives Matter protest. There was this yeah. one white guy. He picked him up yeah. and carried him away, helped him out. But his, his, his yeah. instinct was was to help this person in trouble. <laughs> you know, you know, you gotta you, you gotta go through me if you want to get to these this guy. You know, that's that's to me that's that's the instinct. And to, not to toot my own horn, but this was years ago. It was in the nineties. That's uh, when the Three Rivers Arts Festival offices was on. Uh, I think seventh and. Um, Whatever, whatever that street is. <laughs> but it was the office. Yeah, I was outside smoking a cigarette and I just leaned up against the wall of the office and this woman and her child was walking down the street and she looked like she was drunk or something, right? And, you know, the girl could have been no more than mm-hmm. like five years old. And then all of a sudden her legs buckled and she was falling to the ground. So my instinct was to catch her, right? Yes. So I caught her before she hit the ground, and there was another black guy across the street waiting for a bus who just instantly ran across the street. And we kind of, yeah. you know, put our arms around us and, you know, got it in this guy at the store next door said, oh, you could bring her in here. Turns out she had MS. <laughs> she could have had a million things, right? Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. She, she yeah, was like, no. yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I thought about that. It was my instinct. It was, it was like, oh, she's falling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I just had. But to, it's not everybody's instinct. <laughs> you recall the the video of the Asian woman in New York getting kicked, just kicked the hell out of her, and yeah. the security guards inside the building just turning, walk away from her. I mean, there are people. Well, you know that I didn't want to get involved. That is, I don't know what the percentages are of of, mm-hmm. of people who would act. That that would be their immediate reaction. Mm. I do think they're in a minority to the people who run the other way. Yeah, and, and, you know I'm you're sorry. probably right. <laughs> you're, you're probably, right. but I think 
you'll find I would I would like to, to meet that guy who jumped in the water to find out his history. Yeah. Because I'm sure he yeah. was somebody who needed help or you know what I mean? He grew up in a way that Yeah, that you know, that that I don't that that required, you know, protection of other people. You know what I mean? You know, like as you know, it's like a black guy, you know, that that constant being on alert. You know, yes. you, you, you've heard the uh, uh, or the joke that you know black guys don't even know each other. They give them like they call it the nod. They give them like that. Hey, what's up? Yes. Head nod thing. Yes. <laughs> Whether yes. they know you like, yeah. hey, I'm here. I got your back. Almost. Yes. <laughs> You're right. not the only one no, here. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that that kind of uh, being raised in that type of a manner, like you know, just always being mm-hmm. on alert. <laughs> You know, because I get a constant alert, you know, so you're always paying attention you know, to, to that wow. kind of thing, that people in trouble. And that, that, that's like my hypothesis. I don't know if that's true. But uh, like I said, there was a whole group of people, and the two black guys saved this way. Okay. <laughs> this, guy, this guy just took off across the street. I mean, he didn't even look both ways. I just like, he just came yeah, running across the street. Running across the street. <laughs> was that he ran across Stanwick's, probably. No, 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 no. It was uh, this. This is when it was on Seventh and what's the street right okay, next well, to Duquesne? Okay, I won't between, go. I know. That's between Duquesne and I'm not gonna. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a main okay. street, Penn Avenue. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Thank you for that. Okay. Good call, you. And no okay. odds. Goodbye. Oh, bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 Bye. He's desperately thinking of a pun before he hung up, and he'll he'll end up uh, texting me one. Brooke writes, "I often wonder what is the Republican end game? What is that ultimate goal that is so worth sacrificing one's integrity, sacrificing truth, sacrificing the Constitution?" Do they truly want a nation void of minorities? A nation with a white, straight citizenry where women are barefoot and pregnant, where a woman's place is in the kitchen? What do they really want that is so worth this evil? Uh, Power. 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 They feel they're losing it. They feel they're losing it. Power. And Rosemary, thank you for this. Uh, She says, please, please let your listeners know about the League of Women Voters website that lists all local and state candidates. They have asked the same information of all. Some answered, others don't. Even that tells you something. That is true. If someone doesn't answer, I wouldn't vote for them. They also give information on the four proposed state constitutional amendments. Yeah, be ready for all of that. And um, I don't think you want to go in cold like we always used to, to these, you know, primary elections in the spring where no national things are going on. You know, these are the important elections closest to you school boards and city councils and you know and county councils and judges and referenda and all this kind of stuff yeah 
Definitely. Um, and beware any constitutional amendments coming out uh, of this Republican-controlled legislature. Just saying, too. Uh, okay. Hang on here. Roger says Facebook should give Trump another try. It won't be very long until he crosses the line again, and then you kick him off. And that's the end of it. Well, they'll probably do something wishy-washy like that. But God forbid, you know, they let him. I mean, whatever. He He's still managing to cause, obviously, enough trouble doing, uh, you know, not doing a tweet every two seconds. Because he's managed to bully this cowardly, this craven Republican Party into doing his bidding. And the worst of the lot are these national elected Republicans who really can't stand him. They can't stomach him. But they are governed only by fear of losing Okay. What else I got here? I'm sorry. I've got. Oh, so we're never going to reach herd immunity. <laughs> Only in America. I don't know. So, anyone who is not getting a vaccine, a vaccination, is somebody who is keeping all of us from returning to life as we knew it. And I don't understand how that alone would not be enough for these vaccine hesitant people to step up. It is not about you. There's a selfishness here that is mind blowing. We can't eradicate this thing, and we're not going to because there's too many selfish people. Let's say 90% of Americans vaccinate. But there are little spots here and there, little towns, mostly in the south, the rural areas, where the vaccination rate is at 60%. Most of the people there but definitely not the majority. Guess where the virus is going to be? Guess where the virus is going to go? And maybe in that regard, there's something what would be the word? I don't want to say survival of the fittest, but if you're too Stupid and selfish to understand 
happening and how we have to fight back. Even if Americans do it, but the rest of the world is unvaccinated, we're not safe. But people can't think beyond their own well, their own comfort. I'm, I, I'm astonished by it. Astonished by it. And I, I do not have the patience or the kindness to try to talk in a, a way to these people that might pull them over. Because all I want to do is what I just did, which is berate them. It's not easy when you live amongst so many selfish, foolish people. Obstinate. Selfish, foolish people. You got a caller? I got a, I got a few minutes here, so come on in. Hello. Hello? Hello? Hi. Yes. Hi. Hey, real quick. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. First thing the uh, Democrats need to do is make sure the damn <clears throat> Republicans don't, don't win the House back. They got to oh, stop yeah. them, and as soon as they find out that they can't win with this Trump thing, they'll drop them like a hot potato. I mean, that'll be it. But if they win that and they just start pulling in victories, then they're going to pull this. They're just going to keep running this thing. So they got to stop them. I don't know how that's how they're going to do it, but they cannot. Let I don't them. know how they're going to do it either, because I think the betting money is that they will take back the house. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's all that Kevin, whatever his name is. McCarthy. That's all he's after to be the House leader, and he's going to cater to the Trumpies, and I, I don't know. Well, they all are. I mean, it's 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 just a slight sliver of elected Republicans who are willing to speak out against this, and they know that by doing so, they are ending their careers in this Republican Party. But not to do so is is aiding and abetting this, which will ultimately lead to the end of American democracy. That It's not stating it to, uh, you know, it's not engaging well, in we hyperbole. Have criminals in there. We have criminals yeah. in there. That's what we have in our office right now, criminals. Everyone should, most of them should go to jail. I mean, that's just the way they are. They're running it like it's a mafia or something. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. it's, it's craziness, and it's it's got to stop somewhere. Yeah. Well, God help us. But we all have to be vigilant and all have to do what we can do. And if that means making sure that everybody who voted last time votes in this month and then votes and works for House candidates and legislative uh, races, we've got to do it. Right. God okay, help then. us. Hey, thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chuck writes about, if you look at the constitutional amendments, um, yeah, they're very suspect. They, they have to do with, uh, taking away, <laughs> uh, 
the rights of the only Democrat with a lot of power in the state, which is the governor. Um, and, and so you want to vote no on those. The referenda, um, are very cleverly worded. You need to go. I'll talk about it before the, maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll talk about these things. I, I've been remiss in not doing so, giving you a little bit of a heads up. Uh, because these things are often written with, as Chuck says, lots of double negatives, <laughs> which is to, you know, flummox you, which is to get you to think you're voting for one thing when in fact you're voting for another. So we, oh God, I don't know. I don't know. So guys, uh, we don't, the good news is the, the pandemic, at least here in our country, is uh, starting to be a better situation, right? That's the good news, although it should be better. The bad news is India and all the other nations, and my God, South America is in bad shape. And we don't live in up, I mean, we if we haven't figured this out, the earth is just this tiny little speck that we share. And that virus doesn't give a damn what country you're in, what county you're in, what city you're in, what your politics are. Although, if most of these reluctant people are Republicans, then I'm sorry, uh, the virus is going to go after more Republicans. Because it likes welcoming hosts. Funny, isn't it? If you think of the virus as an immigrant, right, from China. We didn't invite it here. It just came. There's more Republicans open, opening themselves up to this virus immigrant than to an actual human immigrant who they see as a threat because it's a brown person that's a threat the virus they can't see that illegal alien but it can see them as a warm welcoming unprotected body so there's part of me that says, all right, I'm going to take a few more Republicans with them. Fine. Just fine. I don't know. We got to talk about reopening. And is it too quick? Is it too fast? And are we, we're just going to head into another surge and blah, 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 blah. There's so much to talk about. Don't have the time. My time is up. Sorry about the phone mishap at the beginning um and uh if i get my new landline in uh today uh we'll start on that tomorrow and if it doesn't work we'll move back to this sweaty cell phone up against my ear which i really hate so that's it stay dry stay safe stay wide open with your eyes and your heads.
because these are perilous times. See you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.